Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, um, for the past, I think maybe, let's just say one month, I have been doing uh, a series of record audio drafts that I'm like, I'm going to work on editing them and then they're going to go into episodes of the podcast and I've been having some very deep conversations with myself you know other conversations I've been triggered by other people movies I've watched that brought up experiences or memories of experiences that I had endured or experienced at some point um and some of them are very very intense and it gets very overwhelming sometimes and there have been sessions of uh you know just breaking down and just not knowing what to do but just breaking down and it's even hard was i realize sometimes i do not allow my body to break down at will like when i feel like i'm overwhelmed and i want to break down i don't know how to give my body that consent and i know that will sound so cliche so now um, I'm watching this amazing, amazing series called um, Motherland for Asylum. Uh, it's just, it's so amazing. And there's this part where the general, and it's, a, it's, it's, it's set up in how, you know, you see how women are taking charge and, and there's an army uh, of in, unique witches with, you know, amazing different capabilities through singing. You know, it's, it's not like the normal which movies we're used to seeing whereby they have powers you know they can look at you and do shit or action their hands with this it's they sing so their vocal cords is their cord of power uh, and um there's this part where of course there's a dramatic part of it but it's beautiful storyline amazing cast the outfits are beyond you know it's it grabs it tugs it all of your emotions and there's this place where um so there's um psyllium is a collection of fungi and we all know you know when something dies when any living thing dies human beings included you know fungi takes over so in essence fungi is like the mother and um in this concept the fungi is a witch at some point experienced trauma after seeing her whole village burn down so she cried a song of grief and that eventually gave birth to the psyllium so psyllium is a collection of all the dead witches that act as a light and a conduit when you need to it's like a, some sort of library of what happened ages ago so there's this general after she dies, very controversial but very good if you get to understand the storyline. So she dies and um, she requests to be taken to the mother, which is the psyllium, the fungi. And you know, people are saying their goodbyes and stuff and, and this is someone that was so strong and, and in command and this is the last hour and they're very humble down and... You know, everybody is now saying goodbyes and they place her into a psyllium. The psyllium consumes her. And I'm like, is it just me or is, is, is there something not right with death? Like, I just, I feel like death is so disrespectful to say the least. I feel like 
what happened to consent you know like you don't just bring someone into my life and then you make me experience this person to whatever degree son daughter um cousin you know niece nephew uh friend lover colleague mother you don't just bring someone into my life and then you take them when you want to take them you know you do not you do not ask for consent from the loved ones and i'm like why are we so okay with death like why do we have to coexist with something as painful as that and I, it just doesn't make sense to me it just doesn't i have this wound i would like to call it scar but sometimes it opens up and, and it's so it's, it's just it's not pleasant When my mom died, it was an eye-opening for me. It was more like a rapture. And it's just, gosh, there's sometimes I would just sit down and just cry. And I'm just like, I just want my mom, you know. There's a time I literally broke down in the middle of town in CBD. And... I remember at that time, my house was being locked, and um, I didn't have any money. I got money to go to town. I hadn't eaten for three days straight, just water, water, and um, bills had piled up in the house. I think I had 70 bob. I used 50 bob to get pads. I remember very well, sunny girl. And... uh, I only had 20 bob. Was I going to eat or was I going to have this money as collateral? And just, I don't know, gamble and find a way to get home. And I just remember sitting down and I'm like, no, oh, I mean, I just want my mom. And I remember I had seen a status, I think, at some point of. Uh, a friend of mine who was celebrating their mom's 66th birthday and I'm like what did I do wrong you know like why did you have to take my and I'm like who gets to select you know and 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 what criteria do they use and and are you gonna compensate for the lack of the motherly present presence and the motherly love and the effect of the lack of the motherly presence? Are you gonna compensate? And what compensation could even sum up what would make it a fair trade of me not having her in my life? And this hurts this hurts so bad. There's no possible possible way that you tell me you love me and then you take the most important thing in my life. How do you love me then, you know? And I know you're going to say, oh, you know, it's balance and it's needed in nature. And I'm like, but why wouldn't, why couldn't the balancer just balance with someone else, you know? But then this is conflicting because my inner child is just not okay. 
there have been there's been so much deprivation from the onset from the point of her loss but then i'm like everything that i went through because a chain of events was activated everything good bad ugly and just tragic summed up gave birth to charlotte me that is speaking to you right now and i just i don't know how to navigate that and i know i'm not alone but i just i do not know how to navigate that i sincerely don't but i just i don't think that is necessary i just i I don't know but i just what did we do that was so grave that was so hideous that whoever came up with that god could not forgive they had to place death as a punishment like someone you would see and hug and, and talk to and smile and be mad with at at some point you will get the, to put them in the ground and cover them with dirt like uchafu like what what and this is okay and then you're supposed to go back tomorrow and then you will wake up and it's a new day this thing is not the best Does that make any sense to you? Like, I don't think that makes any sense. I know you're supposed to accept what bothers you for you to make peace with it, for you to get some semblance of normalcy or healing. I just, I don't know. I don't know how to get past that. I really don't. And I sincerely can't remember when I was this candid with myself. Food for thought, really? I don't even know what to call this. Random thoughts. I don't know. And these are the times when I tell myself, Charlotte, you're still deserving of love and and things are gonna be okay. How, where, when, in what way. I just, I really think life is a scam. This grow up birthdays and, 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 and milestones scam. A whole of it is a scam. Is, is, is where do you draw the line in situations like this, like, like grieving and loss and, and, and death? Where do you draw the line of, of authentically feeling all of your feelings and, and letting them be 
and and you just thinking negatively where is the line when it's grieving when it's a loss where is the line when something someone very primal to you is ripped from your life where is the line between being 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 positive and speaking affirmations when where is the line when you can't even feel your heart beating in your own fucking chest when being numb hurts when feeling hurts and there's there's no middle ground where is the line Is, is it just me? You people, is it just me? Huh?